0: This is the Video Jumpyard Podcast. Here, here. A place that appeals to your deepest and darkest fantasies. It's It's lion It's, a lion. it's a lion. The dead who haunted souls hunt the living. I have come here to chew
1: bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Well, hello.
2: From this nightmare world emerges a fearsome half man, half ape, with the strength of twenty demons. It's time. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Video Junkyard Podcast. To be specific, you have landed at episode number 162. Uh, with me, as always, are my good friends and co-hosts Joe Peterson and Ryan Styskal. How's it going tonight, guys? Pretty good.
1: Oh, you know.
2: I'm alive, Joe. You're
3: you're back from the wilds of the yeah. wild west. Yeah, from... it was pretty goddamn wild this year. It was yeah, yeah, <laughs> it it like it. yeah. The weather was you know, we're in. It's kind of a nerdy thing, but we always like the Morrison Formation desires a sacrifice, <laughs> and every year they find a way to get it, whether it's bugs eating somebody's legs or it's you know. Black Widow's in the bathrooms, or this year it was intense heat, and then hail, and then water spout tornadoes, and floods, and all that fun stuff. Landslides, and all that. So The things you know, I never yeah. tell you
1: about when it comes to paleontology. Yeah. The hazards.
2: So It's fun to be camping in a hailstorm, I'm sure.
3: I'm yeah. thinking
1: about the shit near the Black Widow. I can't let go of that one. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's... they're
3: all over the place, so we just tell everybody, you know, hey, there's these Kind of outhouse pit toilets that are there that the Bureau of Land Management has been kind enough to leave up, and uh, we just tell them, you know, hey, be be careful, like check the toilet seats, especially at night, and yeah, one year there was a nest in there, so we had to we had to get rid of that.
1: I'm picturing uh, Ridley from or Ripley from Alien. (laughs) No, no, no
3: blowtorch, not on a national monument. I mean, <laughs> that would be bad. Plus, did Trump was remove thing those too.
1: restrictions? Sorry.
3: You know, this is, that's another thing too. Because of how dry it's been out west this year, we had a fire ban, so we couldn't even have campfires.
0: Oh, oh that or sucks. or
3: or even like a charcoal grill. We we cooked everything on propane, which worked out fine, but it was like
1: you're making Hank Hill proud, man.
3: You just you can't a, you can't do anything. You can't like do that. yeah. We couldn't we couldn't you can't have, have like the nightly unwind and sit around the fire and. Well, and it was so goddamn hot, even at night. You know, you're just sitting around like some lights on the ground because like people would throw their headlamps in. So at least we had like a central makeshift fire pit light thing, <laughs> yeah. and and it was just, you know, you're just or kind you of stare sitting at the glow You stare at the glow, or see if you can make funny shapes <laughs> with the lights and try to figure out what they are, like looking at clouds. Um, God, it
1: kind of sounds like one of those situations where you kind of pray for like an alien abduction just so you have some idea of a light source. Yeah. somewhere like take 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 one of the students well and I just you just know, want to year, find my phone this year <laughs> we can sacrifice one yeah we, we can just one. make that be the sacrifice well they're just giant alien black widows in, in the first week when
3: it was really really hot the the stars were kind of good on a few nights because usually the stars are really really bright it's it's cool um yeah. you can see the milky way pretty clearly but this year it was cloudy part of the time and when it wasn't cloudy there was a, a like a smoke haze from fires that had been going on in states surrounding yeah so it was just like oh god we can't even see the pretty view and it, it just yeah it i'm, I'm making song. Like it was a perks. great year you know oh <laughs> but it was just it was <laughs> yeah. it was a tough one but yeah we we got through it and we got a lot of work done so but I'm glad to be back yeah. <laughs> very glad to be back
2: I suppose the work is what matters but when you lose like the you know the fun aspect it kind of kills the whole experience.
3: Well, it's and it's a you know it's an effort to get out there, so you get out there and you're exhausted, and then you start doing exhausting work in exhausting weather, and try to keep it up. Just all adds up. Yeah, and the, then you're trying to keep yeah. up camp morale because you don't want you know 12 people sitting around surly. So hey,
1: you know you know it always sparks up camp morale. Hookers. What what well, would that hookers. be? Right, hookers. hookers. Yeah hookers <laughs> see i don't know though because
3: like we're we're doing paleontological field work we're just digging up dead things so yeah just piece them together and dead things don't sound like a thing that would work well together
1: i mean if you well, got they can make the right kind of electricity if you know what i'm saying you know sparks can fly if, do you, tell if you have me the it. right parts
2: <laughs> i don't mean to be contrary but i think it could be pretty amusing if you put dead things and hookers together in right. let's say a movie from the uh Late nineteen oh, actually, extremely early nineteen nineties.
1: Yeah. yeah. Now, sorry. can you back up
3: that claim?
0: Yeah.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I think
2: I actually can. So. <laughs>
1: just not legally. Just
2: because... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, not from experience. Who I? <laughs> you're, you're,
1: you're breaking a lot of laws, not We're just talking one. talking about movies
2: here, movies, <laughs> movies only, guys. Yeah. That's what I was. We're not going to talk about that other thing. Yeah. So. I don't know.
3: What I you're don't know. Talking I, about. No I was talking occurs. about a movie the whole time oh yeah i mean me too, jurassic
1: park would make We're for up. a very interesting uh remake if we combine some things <laughs> it's like it's called oh, it's called man. dinosaur island but anyway it's, it's clever uh, girl for... that's what it's called <laughs> oh, there you go wink and a nod uh, say no more
2: <laughs> and now we take a quick break to let you know about some other excellent podcasts that you should check out I would like to invite you to take a trip across all of time and space.
1: Join us in the police box as we discuss the worlds of Doctor Who in a completely random order.
2: We discuss it all. TV stories, audio adventures, novels, non-fiction books, and on and on. I'm your host, Eric O'Branson. Branson. I would be very happy if you'd join me for the Police Box in the Junkyard podcast.
0: The Police Box in the Junkyard podcast is a proud partner of the Video Junkyard podcast
1: and can be found on most major podcast platforms including SoundCloud, Podcast Addict,
2: Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and Spotify hello fellow
1: time travelers i'm tony Whit with the doctor who target book club podcast the podcast in which we undertake the insert adjective here task of discussing in story order all of the doctor who novelizations i'm joined by dalton hughes and by and we record our episodes twice a month you're listening to the video junkyard podcast enjoy your travels
2: Video. So the actual movie that actually exists that we actually watch for this week is uh, the Frank Henenlotter 1990 film Frankenhooker. If uh, you didn't already know that from you know clicking on our get our link and or our terrible jokes for the past five and a half minutes, um, we take
1: the long way around, yeah, it's guys. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> the yeah. only way to go. <laughs>
3: The motion picture
0: of Frankenstein. In 1935, horror turned to terror with the bride of Frankenstein. In 1990, the makers of basket case and brain damage bring you... Wanna
3: date? Frankenhooker. Jeffrey Franken has a plan. I just want to bring you back, a bit.
0: He has the ingenuity.
2: I need female body parts.
0: He has everything he needs, except the raw materials.
1: Just hold still.
0: Bunions. Wow! Jeffrey's creation is alive. Looking for some action? Oh, yeah. She's sexy. Want a date? You going
2: out? I'm on my way home, but uh, thanks anyway. I... And she's sutured
3: <laughs> to please. I'm looking for a very tall, attractive woman. She's purple. She's got fresh bars on her. She's on the bar! Now, a motion picture like no other. <laughs>
0: A tender story of love and romance. Want a, date. a gripping tale of lust and revenge. <laughs> Incredible. Some assembly may be required. So So
3: this uh, is the
2: third Hennenlauter film that we've reviewed on the podcast. It is. We we've really become fans of his over I really on the podcast <laughs> officially, but yeah, I, I this was a filmmaker I was familiar with in name only when we started, you know, the podcast. And throughout, uh, well, this, really just this year, we've, um, you know, looked at, uh, what is it, Basket Case, Brain Damage, and now Frankenhooker, which is mm-hmm. t- the majority of his filmography. because The he, trilogy. Re- yeah. Yeah, he, re- he retired after doing a couple of sequels to Basket Case. Uh, to become the head of um, Herschel Gordon Lewis's video label, Something Weird Video. And he did a whole lot of documentary work and stuff when when he was running Something Weird. But kind of retired from the spotlight of writing and directing feature films, which... Makes me kind of sad because I really, really <laughs> like, not, you know, not to show my hand, but I really like all three of the movies that we've seen uh, of his and wish there were more to dive into.
1: Yeah. Like there, I mean, this is the era of remakes. Why not just like, hey, get your ass out of retirement. I hear Scarlett Johansson has range. Let's do this. Well, and Ryan, <laughs> this
3: is the first of the Helen Lauder films that we've reviewed that you've seen. I, I'm yep. curious to know if, and, and you don't have to answer now, but if this movie has made you consider checking out the other two no but you don't have to answer that <laughs>
1: <laughs> it hasn't um oh. but it's not to say that this movie doesn't have its charm um but it also has some uh, definitely some dated uh ex yeah <laughs> we're getting well, th- into that. this will
2: be a fun discussion because i think uh I actually feel like Frankenhooker is a hilariously accurate, like 42nd Street exploitation film that is actually at the same time kind of being critical of some of those films and some of the yeah. norms of them. So it's, God forbid, this just sounds ridiculous, but it's a really smart, stupid, fun movie. Like, it's, it's, uh, it's just like re- his other two movies. Like, he's really got something going on in the subtext in the background that you that i actually don't find in a lot of this stuff not that other exploitation movies aren't fun but or that aren't smart at all in in any way but that's been kind of hennenlotter's um trait (laughs) that i've really found found admirable is like i think he's really say he's got a lot to say and there's a lot of subtext and and they're like absolutely hilarious at least in my opinion he's kind of the (laughs) anti Corman in some ways yeah, absolutely. You know, and the same time. it's still but scratching that same edge yeah. that a Corman movie would,
3: right? But <laughs> the exploitation is definitely more um, kind of self-deprecating.
1: Yeah, yes. then, I can say that definitely then, in this one.
3: You know, like yeah, they they're not saying you know, they're showing these stereotypes and stuff. but They're not saying they're okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. um,
3: you know, they're they're very clearly making it it like there are moral lessons here. Yes, Frankenhooker has a moral lesson. Yeah, believe me. It's it or one of, the, it's one the, of fact, the lesser known Aesop fables. The fact,
2: <laughs> the fact that I opened up with, like, yeah, Frankenhooker, this is a really smart movie, just sounds like people are going to be like, eh, rolling their eyes right away. But yeah. we'll try tried to make a case for that. Though. I mean, how? Let's start off at the how... beginning and get you guys a, a synopsis. Uh, it's, it's a really short one, and it pretty much does the trick. A New Jersey mad doctor rebuilds his girlfriend with body parts from exploded hookers. I like that. I love that synopsis so much because it's one sentence long, and it does, it, it pretty much. I, and I love that it says exploded hookers, by the way. I would
3: argue, but... though, that it's incorrect because he's not a doctor. <laughs> he's
2: oh, right. Not. He did drop out of medical school. That's
3: Unlike a one
1: of, of us here who is a doctor of sorts. <clears throat> uh,
2: I, not of sorts, a doctor I, you know, I'm, I'm saying not medical. <laughs>
1: he's not a medical doctor, which Come on, this Ryan. person is trying to be. Dare I say medical doctor? I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to be insulting. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Thanks, Eric. No, I got insulted for you, James. It's That's
3: fine.
1: Been... You know what? You're right. You're right. Next time that we see each other, I'll let you do my props, my prostate exam. I don't need one this early, but I trust you.
3: It's been worth it. This whole long game has been worth it for this moment. <laughs> there's all like a small single tier. it's like all of the years of planning have come to this ryan you've cracked the
2: code <laughs> so yeah frankenhooker um. first first thing about frankenhooker that i noticed right off the bat is uh distributed originally by uh trauma yeah so lloyd kaufman michael hertz uh you know the famous cult cult film uh brand i guess um
1: not surprising. And
2: actually. it occurred to me that, is this the first Troma movie we've watched on for the podcast? It seems insane that we've gotten through 162 episodes and not watched one.
0: I think At least it's a been metal
2: distributed. Uh, actually, no, Cannibal by... was <laughs> distributed by Troma. Ah, okay, good. Okay. Yep, you're right. And,
3: Absolutely. And yeah. I think there may be another one, but I know that one was. Because I just watched
2: it again last night. Um, yeah. <laughs> the uh, Anyway, the music, and it came up and put a smile on my face. I was like, oh we have not visited this enough on
1: yeah. this uh, so <laughs> I mean the... it feels like it's low hanging fruit and the fact that we haven't is like good on us we're trying hard not to dive yeah. into what is obviously <laughs> fits this podcast <laughs> it's like give us True. some give us some credit for not taking the easy we
2: route We did do it we did do a like two week uh, feature on Full Moon I, feel I like was going to say the Full Moon thing yeah that kind of treatment someday we'll see if see if we get there but what was your first experience
3: uh, with this i mean this was my first time watching it and my first introduction to it like even being aware of it was one of those other things i think it was up there with like puppet master and killer clowns from outer space where i was at a cousin's house and they had cinemax and we were watching it during the day and a commercial came on for like the new horror movies coming out and they just had like a quick shot of killer clowns from outer space puppet master Frank and Hooker, and it's the the quick clip where she's, like, stumbling down the street and does the lip curl thing, oh, yeah, you know, that yeah. quick yeah. little snap was, you know, for it. And so that's how I knew there was a movie called Frankenhooker, but I've never seen it
2: before this viewing. Yeah, I feel like my story is exactly the same. Like, I saw a trailer somehow, like, growing up, and it had to be, like, something like that late-night cable um something along those lines and that's exactly the scene that i had seen like the stumbling down the street the lip curl the whole thing so i'm stealing your story but it's true that's yeah, the way I I, I I was exposed to it as well
1: well this and is
2: it was yeah one of those in legend only like oh there's a movie out there called that that sounds interesting but um i didn't even put two and two together that it was a head and lauder film until research it well after we watched basket case and i was like oh okay i'm then yeah well sorry ryan I
1: no no it's fine it's fine uh, I I kind of explained earlier to you guys, but for the podcast listeners, um, this is one of those movies that I have this habit all my life, pretty much. Well, since internet, I can't say all my life, where it's like one of these kind of movies pops up, and like I'll just do like a deep dive into, like, wiki, whatever, learning about it for, like, I'm staying up late at night. I don't, I fucking fall asleep late at night, so I'm just laying in bed, or my fucking partner's next to me, and I'm just <laughs> on my phone finding all this shit, and I'll go, like, two to three hours looking up this stuff, I'm like, huh, interesting, but never actually watching the film and then go and then let it fade away. But because of the podcast, it's like, oh, yeah, this movie, <coughs> of course, this is inevitability. <laughs> it's, like, all these years of just looking up this random shit. And just like, yeah, we're gonna watch it. I'm like, yep, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> they, I was told about this in the prophecy, the scrolls. I,
2: there are certainly like a certain set of movies. I mean, I guess you called you just called trauma low hanging fruit, and that's absolutely true. But like, they were kind of made for this podcast, and this yeah. is definitely one of those. Just in yeah, name and <laughs> reputation and everything. Like, well, it's it's, uh,
1: it's funny because like I did this like within like last year. And not once in my mind did I stop to think, hey, we should do this for the podcast. Not yeah. once. <laughs> Where were like, you on that one? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not good at everything. I'm just But it's the same kind things. of thing. Anytime <laughs> somebody suggests something.
2: <laughs> and this was a listener pick, correct?
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah.
2: Yes, by the way, we should have picked that up or said that right off the bat. This is, was an audience pick uh, from one of our many. Um, Who did this? Facebook drops of, you know, pick a movie you want us to watch and this was a uh, I believe the third or even fourth film that we've done on the podcast picked by Brian Atkins. So if That's you're listening surprising. Brian, thank you again very Thanks, much Brian. for yeah, for your so impeccable taste in films. <laughs> oh yeah. So. Well, Brian's always supplying us with we're not, shit. We're
3: <laughs> not, <laughs> good shit. <yeah>. we movies to <laughs> we're watch not. like this. Thank you. Keep it
0: up.
2: He's got even he's got even a few more on the list, so we'll we'll definitely be revisiting uh and and just so more you know. Brian picks in the future, or something.
1: And just so you know, Brian, we're not judging at you; we're judging with you. But also, hey, no you. judging. I, I've <laughs> loved everything he's picked, pretty much. I think. So. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it up, Blue. Keep it up. <laughs> Keep it up. You <laughs> um, might get that golden sticker yet.
3: So yeah, this. Yeah. So, uh, Ryan, you so you had like heard of this, you would known about it, but this was your first time seeing
1: it. Um, yeah, today I watched it today, oh, wow. so it's fresh in my head. Uh, um, even fresher than the body parts. Uh, I,
3: I wanted to talk a bit about the characters and the, <laughs> and and the and the performers as well, yes. like and the, the relationship between them. So, um, where to begin? Well, I mean, just shit. How the movie begins is <laughs>
0: insane. Kind of it does not really good, good job of ushering starts. you in.
3: It just it starts where it's like, hey, just start. this is what you're in for. You can bow out yeah. before the opening credits if you
2: want. Jeffrey at the... the uh, Jeffrey Franken, by the way. Franken is his last name. Um, at the family barbecue, at his girlfriend's family's barbecue. In the kitchen, playing with what appears to be a brain in a jar, but it's got an eyeball. So it's some kind of, like, aware or cognizant brain creature <laughs> well, like you're right right away it paints a picture for like what you're this this is the movie you sat down to watch like, yeah uh, so
1: yeah uh, like, I, I have to say that when i started watching this movie i was eating a bowl of ramen i just made and as soon as i'm watching this scene i'm just like i'm not really hungry anymore like this was the terrible time to start eating uh ramen of all things and i i i'm a person who <laughs> who poaches eggs in his ramen so when i'm seeing like that poorly made oh eyeball and shit and i'm looking at like my my poached egg and i'm like this is gonna be rough
0: eric it's like that <laughs> time we watched
3: finding yeah. nemo and ate sushi that's right yeah it's, it's
2: yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah it, just th- it was swimming. a theme night it, it, was. Was. <laughs> it was unplanned it was
3: totally unplanned <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which was kind of fucked up but yeah oh, I, I mean I'll, I'll be honest i had a hard time with this movie for the first few minutes at this the the family cookout because so apparently jeffrey and his jeffrey's engaged what's i, I already forgot her name uh, elizabeth. elizabeth elizabeth yeah, yeah. so yeah. they're engaged of course it's elizabeth it's fucking Frankenuger and frankenstein get there okay yeah so elizabeth shelley to
2: be their last oh, name is Shelley, to be complete. But, yeah.
3: So, they're engaged, <laughs> but in the opening scene, like, there's <laughs> enough of them calling the same elderly couple mom and dad. They're both doing it, because they're engaged. Yeah. You know, some people do yeah. that. <laughs> I got real confused at first when it's like, you're engaged, I'm like, is that... Are they siblings? It took right. me a minute to figure out the <laughs> dynamic. <laughs>
1: so, I'm not the only like, one there? Okay, good. No! No, you're not! I I, I didn't really... Yeah, it, it, it fucked with me, too. Also, like, this movie just starts like it just fucking Mm -hmm. starts with him toiling with the brain i legitimately nobody cares well not just that this is just kind of
2: like jeffrey's up to this weird stuff again like
1: well no it's not just that for me i was like did i miss the intro like it it just started and it threw me off for any movie even star wars fucking throws a scroll in there yeah this is just like boom it just starts, I'm like, did I miss a scene? Am I missing, like, the first couple minutes? He's just poking out a brain. And then, like, yeah. <laughs> and then you know. nobody, like, hey, can you just pass me the ketchup? Like, and it's w- somehow wedged in a bunch of fucking wires, like, there's no <laughs> way that this setup was here this entire time. This is her folks' place. It's not, like, his mom's place, which we're fucking get to. It's not like his laboratory, yeah. But it's just, like, he just plays At one point, someone placed the ketchup and, like, yeah, I'll just wedge it between these, like, mess of wires and this fucking lobotomized brain with a fucking scalpel <laughs> in it. It's just,
0: it's
2: yeah. like, okay. I I, I, oh, I love I like, brain with an eyeball on it so
0: yeah there's and, and I,
2: I i loved it though i mean because it <laughs> it was it
3: was so absurd and just off the wall that it sets the tone it sets the tone and then the whole thing with elizabeth they keep talking about don't eat pretzels because they're gonna make you fat and she's clearly oh my in a poor fitting fat so it looks like she's just wearing a big sweater yeah she's not, she's even, not even like fat yeah <laughs> there, yeah it, it was pretty
2: like weak like fat girl thing like i she's i even wrote down like this girl is fat like what (laughs) but anyway yeah
1: no like that that was something that's like this reoccurring joke like constantly like yeah both of her
2: parents mentioned something about you know lay off the pretzels and like
1: and then there was like one line that she's telling her friends i've done all these fucking diets i even let jeffrey like staple my stomach and her friend like breaks the reality for a moment like wait 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 so he has, like, a medical degree? No, not really. No, and you, you let out. him staple your stomach? You let him
3: conduct surgery on you? She's like, yeah, why it's... not?
1: Well, I'm going to marry
3: him, so I... Like... <laughs> well, like, that's the kind of stuff when we talk about how this movie's actually kind of smart. You've got a character who is clearly in a shit excuse for a, you know, so-called fat suit, right? Like, there was yeah. no effort to actually make her look larger than her actual frame. Other than, okay, we'll do a puffy sweater. And then we're going to have a bunch of dialogue. Of puffy, puffy a bunch of extreme dialogue about, you know, body image.
1: Well, they gave her a fake butt. Because she definitely yeah. does not... Sorry, excuse my language on this. But she definitely doesn't have an ass as she's the hooker. And I was just like, oh, they downgraded that. But but see, even that, it <laughs> was so
3: poorly done. <laughs> but that's what I mean. It yeah. was it was so poorly done. It was like, that has to be intentional. Especially, well, the coupled, ass was... <laughs> especially coupled with the this dialogue about about you know this over-the-top stuff about body image i mean that's yeah that's what i mean when i talk about like you know he, like helen lotter like you're like you said eric like he's got something to say here and it's
0: yeah it's like the anti-corman instead of in actually a very like tongue in, over the top
2: yeah. like tongue-in-cheek way but yeah i think he is saying something and in, in almost every moment of this movie <laughs> like it's um yeah yeah so yeah elizabeth uh have at a family cookout gets a brand new ultra deluxe lawnmower for her father who has a remote Automatic. control. Yeah, yeah. She has Jeffrey on remote and control manages on it. Oh, oh, right. Yeah. And, uh, manages to get herself chopped into pieces. So, um, prompting the all time best, uh, parody of a news, uh, tragedy news report that I've seen in a movie. I think like it, it even beats like stuff that's purposely being parody movies like Kentucky fried movie and such with, uh, um just the ridiculous nature of like the way that news covers you know personal tragedy yep. in and people so um i know yeah another great success early on in this movie by
1: yeah. like there's the, so many different yeah. lines that they say about her being dismembered like the yeah. lack of professionalism it's just like yeah she's just like a jigsaw puzzle you know she's just she what they called they called her a salad they said they actually. This is one of the lines. The salad that was I put down like the salad that was once called Elizabeth. (laughs)
0: Like so then, and like is that an
1: additional fat joke in there? (laughs) It's like
3: and and then they throw in the you know thing about Jeffrey as the the distraught boyfriend, but clearly no suspects as to who stole the head and the remains that were identifiable. (laughs) Yeah, you know they do that, and then of course you find out that he has them in a. Bizarre estrogen-based bubbling goo in, or Kool-Aid essentially in, uh in his chest freezer in his surprisingly larger on the inside TARDIS of a garden shed. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's like a garden. He goes in there; the thing's fucking huge. It's like a two-story I mean, garage.
1: At one point, yeah, he's
2: got some space in there because, especially during like the electrical storm scene, like that's, you know, he's got like a whole frankenstein's lab set up
1: <laughs> well the whole pool like she was on when he raises it is like three times the fucking height of the actual shed itself so he yeah, has I some was... kind of like depth below <laughs> yeah the the, Hard... the,
3: the the geologist in me was like how the fuck he would have had to drill that down oh that's new jersey oh god the fucking bedrock there's nuts
1: oh my, how did he do that? I'm like, stop. <laughs> just, just,
0: just forget. You're the watching movie Frank, called and Frank, Frank and Hooker. You're watching <laughs> you got Frank a geologist
1: going like uh, the bedrock of fucking New Jersey. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. That's I'll, I'll let that one pass, out. but you know, yeah.
2: Great great moment early on with Jeffrey, the scene with his mother. Oh
1: my um, fucking Christ. It's interesting.
2: Yeah. Uh, he essentially diagnoses himself and like tells his mother. It's almost like a cry for help. Like, um
1: i've become dangerously uh, i'm dangerously close to immoral and yeah.
2: yeah close to immoral like he, he's he is diagnosing himself like what exactly is going on yeah. like kind of a reaching out for help and <laughs> she answers him with uh well first of all it means he's aware of like his madness and it, like he's having a moment of clarity or whatever and uh, she uh answers this like kind of plea for help or like you know kind of a, a coming out of like this is what's going on i have my girlfriend's head and i'm rebuilding all this i like, think i'm losing
1: um, like my slip on sanity and reality yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah she asks uh, do you want a sandwich do you want a sandwich <laughs> no.
1: i have that written down too yeah <laughs> yeah so uh, oh my I, god he has so, a
2: very
3: uh, oh i'm sorry go ahead go
1: ahead okay i was just gonna say i I have a lot to say on Jeffrey. I have I have a <laughs> hard time with Jeffrey throughout this movie. He f- literally oh, he yeah. just he should, freaks me the fuck out. Like, he is the best representation of a mad scientist I have ever actually seen in a thing. Like, typically they're kind of comical and whatnot, but, and not to say he doesn't have his comical moments, but more so unsettling. Like, he's legitimately, like, anytime he needs to have, like, an idea, he's drilling into his fucking brain. And I'm like, this... <laughs> That's yeah. what I was going to bring up. Yeah. I yeah. So <laughs> well,
2: please and he never stops talking. Yeah. He like never stops talking throughout the entire movie. Yeah, he's almost a narrator in uh-huh. a lot of ways. Like he's just kind of talking along with the whole thing. Like um I almost get the like vibe of like a I don't know, conservative radio talk show host kind of something with the way the the way that James Lorenz plays the character and the voice that he uses cuz I I feel like it's a little put on because it's obviously a Jersey accent, but, like, um, I don't know. And then he's got just these crazy, like, kind of monologues. (laughs) And he just, uh, the way he sounds off on stuff, it's, uh, yeah, he's definitely that conservative, like a religious right right. kind of whack job. (laughs) And he he provides a narration through all this, like, kind of seedy underworld of New York, which I think is the next thing we should get to. Which, by the way, Frank Henenlotter continuing his his uh being the woody allen of kind of cult movies i think so um for lack of a better term because woody allen's a horror movie all by himself these days but
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> but that's what it reminds
2: a me of very new york centric and very uh in this era you know late 80s new york city i i also get kind of a larry cohen vibe from hell,
3: hell mm-hmm. Modern.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: um
3: you know the, the way that that the <laughs> <Yeah>. city becomes <laughs> like
1: yeah
2: you know part like a character in and of itself yeah um and he's, he's yeah. certainly got you know kind of a i don't know of a fear but he cer- certainly got it, most of his films are set among kind of the seedy nightlife kind of like underbelly um of new york kind of and, and, and larry cohen's early films as well yeah. I mean, very much so so
1: um i wanted to say before we move on to the city about the drill bit is that at one point when they're doing it, you can clearly see that the drill's not even spinning.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: And he's just sticking yeah. it like behind the ear, just like I, Oh I, yeah, that's I, I'll it. admit I still had a
3: hard time with those scenes. I, I was that was that was cringy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when he did the behind the ear thing. Yeah. That's the one that yeah. made me cringe yeah. the he hardest. He starts
3: drilling holes in his head to get inspiration on how the best way to get body parts to rebuild Elizabeth and because the solution that she's in right it, it keeps cells from dying essentially it keeps them from breaking down yeah mm-hmm. so it he's he, but, them. but he's trying to race a clock or something cuz he's in a hurry um
1: oh uh, the thunderstorm the thunderstorm is
2: coming that's what oh that's happens. right yeah, that the big was electrical it. storm that he's going to use to resurrect <laughs> right.
1: which by the yeah. way, did anyone else notice for some reason that the fucking weatherman was dressed to look like Lon Channy's fucking fan of the opera? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: He he seemed like a like late night horror host and more than a weatherman.
1: <laughs> right. He even had like the frif- the friffle fucking fucking shirt and everything. I'm just like, oh, okay. I mean this is clearly intentional, but it's kind of a fun little weird nod. It's like, hey, we found one guy who looks like Lon Channy's fucking version of *Fan of the Opera let's just have him do the weather
3: <laughs> one thing I thought was also really cool and again going back to the you know, smart aspect of this movie is how Jeffrey in his rambling monologues figures out a justification for his actions like he, yeah. he, he struggles with the moral stuff and then comes up with whatever bullshit he wants that, that he can settle with to justify like a true
1: right wing conservative
3: right so when you're talking about the radio show like style I'm like yeah that that tracks you know like it's the same thing yeah. when he's talking about well you know if I give them, because his plan is to give them this the super crack the s- super, crack. super crack. <laughs> crack that if you smoke it you explode um, <laughs> as a mannequin apparently um yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) some of
2: the mannequin work is but there's the
3: scene when he's sitting there by himself and he's he's justifying why like well you know the drug is going to kill him anyway i'm not making them do it i'm just supplying it they're they're making the decision and they know it's dangerous you know so Mm -hmm. that kind of also you know just as like i feel in the beginning of the movie there's some stuff said about body image way ahead of its time um Yeah. yeah there's something said here about like kind of male justification
2: when it comes to objectification of women, you know, that whole thing. And uh, I mean, obviously the, the entire idea of cutting up a bunch of prostitutes to build the perfect woman is just on the surface. If that's the, you know, you get that like description of the plot and it sounds like, you know, a dated super sexist eighties cult film kind of thing. But once you get into the head of like, well, you know, because he's narrating <laughs> constantly, so it's not yeah. too hard. But once you get into the head of who the, the main character, like Jeffrey, is, um, I think you immediately can see uh, there being some comment on you well know, the the treatment of not not only women but sex workers and. Um, but, I, I don't know. It just it just feels a whole lot deeper than than it on well, the surface because you're having you're seeing it through the eyes of this kind of like. Yeah, whack job conservative essentially, but...
1: well, look Sorry, at the right. name. No, no, it's fine. It's just like look at the look at the name Jeffrey itself. You got a dude named Jeffrey collecting body parts in his fucking cooler. Like Jeffrey Dahmer vibes. Any Reina Bell at all to anyone here? <laughs> yeah. The fact yeah. that when he goes into the city, he wears the Jeffrey Dahmer fucking glasses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't think yeah, I was gonna bring this up. I didn't think. Stuff. I didn't think anything relevant for it until you started saying what you said. So I wasn't trying to. It's just like when you were talking in that moment, I'm like, "Oh my fucking god!" <laughs> it's like Jeffrey. Yeah, I, it actually. I
2: didn't. I didn't put that together while watching the film, but that certainly was a fresh. Um, I'd have to check my dates, but I feel like that was a fresh thing. Uh, at the Yeah, time. it was in the
1: eighties, yeah. I believe. Wasn't it? I that? think.
2: Well, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was that even
2: a thing yet like i'm curious but anyway i'm not going to google serial killers while we're on the actually recording this but no yeah, it, the movie anyway. came out before <laughs> yeah yeah oh, okay. yeah,
1: yeah. Okay. yeah. then it's, kind of kind
0: of it's just a I weird coincidence case, but, yeah then.
1: i
3: i yeah. um yeah i'll take the hit That's on my google search stuff. for that one um <laughs> <laughs> yeah but no i think good uh, i'm still
1: recovering from Frank and Hooker with mine
3: yeah um, I actually wondered if the Jeffrey as a first name was a reference to Jeffrey Combs for Reanimator,
2: because this has some Reanimator
3: vibes yeah. to it too. Oh, like yeah. oh certainly,
2: and his and uh, James Loren's performance is certainly its own thing. Like I don't want to cut down on him, but it's got some similarities. It's to, almost like a New uh, Jersey
3: version of Herbert West.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> certainly. Herbert West I would is say the pompous the,
3: Ivy the, League kind of character, and. This is definitely like this, you know, the so called blue collar because he works for the power company, but he's got oh, the New Jersey okay. madness, you know. But yeah, um, because mm-hmm. Jeffrey Combs would monologue a bit in
2: uh, in Reanimator, yeah, yeah, that's true. So, damn, so yeah, I, I yeah, and, and I wonder... certainly Hen and Lauder would have been aware of you know, Reanimator and probably a fan of mm-hmm. it, I would assume, yeah, <laughs> but
3: uh, yeah, so the um. He can't just get the hookers, though. He has to go through um, Zorro.
1: Zorro. <laughs> uh, pimp. Which, I have Zorro. to say, Zorro's fucking ancestor definitely found some alternative outlets in the oh. future of 1990.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Zorro the muscle pimp, that uh, played by <laughs> Joseph Gonzalez in this movie. Um,
1: With his power pants. <sighs> i
2: feel like i've seen him as in bit parts at other things i maybe i have maybe i haven't but anyway he's he is a fantastically hilarious character and some of it's due to um let's just go with interesting line delivery like i won't (laughs) call it bad acting but like yeah just um his uh the way he delivers some of his lines but I'd honestly, say he's, he's absolutely hilarious in this film, so...
1: I would say, like, <laughs> it, it actually kind of fit the character with the delivery. Like, the idea of, yep. like, a dumb, muscle-headed, tough guy saying things he thinks are badass and tough, but in reality, like, and eh, not really. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, so, whether or not it be bad acting or intentional, like, I, I surprisingly kind of, like, it fits. <laughs> it fits mm-hmm. fairly well <laughs> with everything that's happening
3: i will say that when jeffrey first meets zorro at the dance club and he yeah. has like Zoro's yeah. in the bat in the men's room like he's they, in the bathroom like, oh god it is it like your restroom yeah. that has got to be the biggest goddamn restroom in a nightclub i've ever seen
1: especially in a big <laughs> yeah. city like that it's like they they're going it's like they
3: took a whole sound stage and built a restroom so yeah because <laughs> it's like corridor after corridor like hallway and then it just opens up into this like cathedral of urine and it was <laughs> and
1: they just I'm like where does this fucking place exist yeah uh across across the jersey shore <laughs> on the, by the bridge
2: yeah that was an interesting uh dive into and i remember commenting on um kind of the dive into the new york city underbelly or nightlife in uh brain damage where they do they have like the punk rock club scene yeah and this was uh similar to that in a lot of ways they kind of like crawled through the club and showed you kind of the um you know seedy underbelly of the
1: city and uh i mean there's like one scene where like some guy is just banging a hooker and there's another guy there too and but it seems it's like just his whole like
2: hanging out. He's
1: yeah. just hanging out and all his job is is to be super fucking drunk and close the door every time it opens, which is yeah. every time <laughs> he closes the door. Like so it's just like, huh, there's a lot happening here. I don't think my A D D could handle it. <laughs> and so, there's fucking drug um, deals going on too. So it's like Well yeah, then... So he
2: ne- negotiates with Zorro this uh he wants to have a a bunch of girls because he wants to you know pick out the perfect girl and he's got this wad of money and they set up this whole deal um where he's gonna his whole master plan's gonna go down he's gonna give the girls the super crack or at least make it available to them because he's justified that in his head that well he's gonna yeah, give he's it to the him, winner gonna he's
1: gonna give it to the winner yeah yeah, yeah because right. his original plan
2: mm-hmm. isn't to like blow him up it's to just pick
3: one that meets all the criteria and yeah after and then, evaluating them in a hilariously disturbing montage um where yeah, they're oh all just God, waiting for he... him to start wanting to like you know screw him and he's get get on with
2: business yeah, yeah. and
3: because then he's like i can't decide and they get mad
2: at him because they're you know wasting wasting their time well, and uh, yeah time and he decides money. well this he wants this piece of this person and that piece of that person and he can't pick the perfect person because each person has different aspects that so there's again i feel like Something we're right and, and there. maybe i'm reading too much into it but like there's 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 commentary going on throughout all of that like okay so no perfect person right and you're 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 dealing with the the physical attributes of each person and picking their best elements. And oh my God. Uh, also, is, you know, a lot to be said about the male gaze. And, uh,
1: is this yeah. movie just like a commentary and, on weird science? Anyways, continue.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and at the same time, the same time as all this is going on, um, it is <laughs> incredibly, um, what I, it's kind of funny. So it's not really a provocative scene, but it is certainly owes all of its, uh, all of its um, influence to like old softcore porn movies, like Forty Second Street. Like this, this, stri- this scene is like straight out of one of those. But at the same, I don't know. I, I just feel like there's a uh, a little something more going on there. But that doesn't mean it's not an ex, a, you know, a scene straight out of an exploitation movie. This is essentially an exploitation movie, but oh, it's yeah. just a smart one. So <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, lots of lots of nudity, lots of um...
1: magnifying
2: not really any sex or nipples. but yeah, yeah. just yeah. <laughs> just kind of like yeah lots of lingering camera on body body parts and uh yeah, yeah. butts and legs and is what it is and then they lots get the sharpie and markers and yeah. Yeah. yeah so
3: they get mad at him and attack him because they think he's not gonna pay and they find his giant like gallon size ziploc bag <laughs> of super crack and he's like what's well, so i'm like why did you bring it
1: um. <laughs> why did he threw the bag of money at them mm-hmm. which had the super crack in it
2: yeah
3: oh like, right it's
1: like and he's he forgot like oh, about He was trying us.
2: to prove like yeah i actually have the money here take the money i don't care kind of thing but, all you right. care
1: about is money all you yeah. hookers care point, about jeffrey, is money
2: yeah jeffrey has decided like throughout this entire scene while while still kind of going on his like monologue rant about oh this is wrong and like all the wrong things they're doing oh you guys don't want to you know um this is human do life. this and he's yeah yeah, um, and eventually decides, oh, I can't go through with this. Like, this, I can't do it. I can't pick the perfect person. I'm not going to be able to go through with this thing. Here, have the money, throws in the bag, and the, the crack, super crack, happens to be in the bag. Yeah. And uh, to which the uproarious, like, oh, drugs, kind of, like. That's a um, literal
0: line.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and and she says, oh, me. drugs. <laughs> <laughs> they all
3: start <laughs> smoking it, and gyrating all over the place and dancing <laughs> and exploding. and exploding in really <laughs> just, wonderful edits They really yeah, are good as it'd be like the hooker like oh don't feel so well and then it's a quick splice of the mannequin as it explodes so there's no blood it's
1: all just no. dust <laughs> just like it's like a lot bop. more sparklers <laughs>
3: than
2: blood than anything yep and um, i also and yeah this is the first scene like i feel like not that I didn't, like, get the movie, but, like, this is the first scene where, like, I was, you know, 100%, like, cracking up at, like, what this movie was doing. Um,
1: well, the whole time yeah, that he was watching tied... Watching
2: hookers explode. I don't know. But... The
1: whole time that he was tied down and they were doing all this stuff, like, they were making out, they were listening to the music. That's when, like, his more, like, conservative Christian roots were coming. He says, like, no, that's the devil's oh, yeah. music. It's going to tell you to do a bunch of evil oh, things. Oh, yeah. And when the...
2: When the <laughs> girls start kissing each other, he's like, it's, makes some comments. Impure, about, that's unnatural. unnatural that's unpure Like, yeah, coming from the guy who just, wants
1: a super crack maker, who's trying to who wants to
2: sew together a bunch of hookers to re, you know, yeah. animate his girlfriend. Uh,
0: <laughs> but then a, Beyonce, yeah. I'm sorry, and then of course suit. Zorro
2: adders. yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> who gets knocked out by a head? Yeah, uh, flying at him. <laughs>
1: It's just a story so, about a man trying to find his bitches. Trying to find his bitches, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so then I'm just. A I man. also
3: love when Jeffrey's scooping up all these hooker parts. He's apologizing <laughs> to them as if they're not dead. He's That's like, "Don't worry, so... you'll be fitted. You'll be right as rain. You'll be. Fine. I'll fix this. I'll fix this. Yeah, Don't, this worry. Don't not, worry.
2: Not a problem. I'll fix this.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And
1: but but the part I'm thinking about is like Jeffrey, you're still gonna steal parts of their body. Like you're gonna leave some with less if you because his intention was I can repair you it's just I have to fix Elizabeth first and it's just but you're stealing their parts like yeah, somebody's but he was gonna, gonna replace fu- him somehow I mean he was <laughs> gonna work
3: problem number
2: two after problem number one that's all <laughs> right. Right.
1: First, yeah, in crack, his in
2: his, his head, he was hookers. gonna fix this. Like he he did this, he was gonna fix it. So yeah, a guy a with, like, multiple, you know, it's fine.
1: <laughs> a guy with like multiple fucking drill holes in his brain. Like, yeah, I don't think I'm gonna trust much of his ideas anymore. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, yeah. So, then, so yeah. I guess we should probably get to like the Frankenstein element of this. And, you know, which so he obviously takes the bags of yeah <laughs> hooker parts, which is even him escaping. The, like, hotel with the the bags of stuff is hilarious. It's a great scene. All of that is just great, but... Just, um, like,
1: one giant uh, hefty bag? It's a bunch of hefty bags. bags. He has
2: three hefty bags full, yeah. yeah. And he's just kind of, like, dropping them down into the alleyway, but apologizing.
1: I mean, it's a commercial for hefty now, right? (laughs) Like, hefty, hefty, hefty.
3: So he rebuilds Elizabeth when he realizes he can just swap parts around. And, (laughs) uh reanimates her in the traditional frankenstein sense right yep lightning yep.
2: lightning storm raises
3: her up to the roof you know the whole and unlike the original like james whale film where you know the monster or the creature you know is resurrected and just kind of grunts this one
1: speaks sure it
3: does <laughs> god it's hilarious <laughs> loudly loudly <laughs> <laughs> oh god
2: just the... seems to uh just like in the Austin Powers movie right like I seem to have trouble controlling the
3: volume of my voice.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, she is essentially a fembot. So
3: yep, in yep. in many ways. Uh so yeah, and she
1: got you money?
3: You got any money? You want a <laughs> date? Yeah. So
2: so Elizabeth comes back to life. Elizabeth's head, but she obviously inherits her uh you know, her trade um from the rest of her body parts and immediately uh, hits the streets and upon escaping Jeffrey's shed uh, hits the streets being uh, the Frankenhooker so um, well
1: she escapes because she asks like do you have any money and he says no and she just whacks his fucking lights right <laughs> yeah, out and then fucking out. proceeds <laughs> onto the town
3: and she ends up going back to Times Square where she yeah, uh,
1: Batman ex- 89 posters up yeah i noticed that that. um
3: (laughs) yeah and she meets a couple of johns and we learned something about (laughs) frankenhooker that (laughs) if you get with frankenhooker you are going to catch on fire (laughs) and explode
1: explode.
2: get the suit the super crack effect
3: yeah Yeah. well the super crack
1: is probably still on her body (laughs) oh
0: my god
2: (laughs) so it it gets into her partners and it uh makes them explode as well so and all it takes is a kiss they don't even get a chance to uh, but yeah
1: that dude oh no, no
3: social we... commentary there at all is there AIDS <laughs> well, epidemic. Yeah. I, no no
1: mm-hmm. yeah, no not at all um how about the first guy that she actually does hook up with, and it's, well, like, it's like, why is it always got a <laughs> the, the super excited, like little old man, <laughs> like just bald glasses, <laughs> just like she's enthusiastic? Yeah, I'm like, yeah, uh...
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> oh boy! Oh yeah, he was he was into it. You yep. know,
1: well he bl- they he blows up. All that's left is his head, and he just says. <laughs> Thank you. That was the greatest ever. <laughs> it's just like... I'm like, you're the only person who probably gets a happy ending out of this whole thing. No pun intended.
2: Satisfied customer.
1: Yeah. <laughs> satisfied customer. I think he had like 40 bucks, too, in his wallet. Like, she took the money.
3: <laughs> so then... You know, so eventually, you know, then Jeffrey finds her, and... I guess, you know, he fixes her, right? hmm And... God, then Zoro shows up <laughs> again. And, and <laughs> meanwhile, light, lightning didn't, it electrocuted the deep this freezer.
2: After the bar scene we mentioned early in the show yeah. where Zorro and one of his buddies are commiserating, which for some reason this, this scene just cracked me up, so I'm mentioning it again, but um Zorro's having like a cry almost like over a drink like about how he's lost all his bitches (laughs) and like his buddy's kind of commiserating with him like yeah how can him what the measure of a man when he loses all his bitches like (laughs) like, just like the most ludicrous conversation and it's great I don't know just a good good moment well that's his buddy's the one
3: that also gets electrocuted by Frank and Hooker as well yeah yeah Um, yeah moments later moments later but well, and that's how Zoro figures it out. Is he he brands all of his prostitutes? So he notices that she has the brand on an arm. But he's like, "You don't look like anyone of mine." So that's when he starts getting suspicious and then tracks her notice- back to Jeffrey.
1: Well, he notices all the part. He starts to notice the parts yeah. of some women. Yeah, that's what yeah. I mean.
3: Like he's starting to notice, like, yeah, that's not your, that's not yours. And that's so that's Candy's mm-hmm. arm. Yeah. So he tracks her back to, to Jeffrey and they have a confrontation, which is amusing because it also is when the deep freezer that has been electrocuted during the, the you know, resurrection scene, um, the also deep gets freezer gets electrocuted as well yeah. and it reanimates all of the body parts of the blown-up hookers.
2: But yeah, and we see that happen during the resurrection scene, but don't see like, yeah. what exactly
1: became Happened. of all And of they,
2: they start melding yeah. together. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god i think there's like a mouth at the end of a torso yeah which yeah. fucking yeah. like and there's a woman who there's is just... a couple
2: of like cool like yeah body there's horror. a woman
1: who's just all boobs she's like yeah. a boob slug with a head and a hand around her head <laughs> oh man yep.
3: yeah and so they attack zorro and
2: but at this point now elizabeth's Mozoro knocks Jeffrey's head off.
1: Yeah. With a machete. Yeah. yeah. After yeah. Elizabeth like regains her memory. Like he he reattaches so we didn't did we we did we mention that he knocks oh, off. Oh that's her right.
3: Head? Yeah, he knocks off her head, he has to reattach it, which she kinda needs to be rebooted essentially. Um yeah. and when he redoes that then she comes back conscious.
1: Yeah, like a hard reboot, and she's like, at first, ever the support and partner, like, "Oh my god, Jeffrey, you did it, you did wonderful!" Oh my god, then looks down at her body, and it's just like, "What the fuck did you do?" Yeah, <laughs> like, this isn't
3: me, and he—that's where you hear his justifications. Like but there was nothing yeah. left.
1: There, yeah. What do you say? There wasn't enough to fry an egg with yeah he <laughs> <laughs> fucking said which once he's again, about like oh
2: I made you better you know that kind of an yeah. attitude so
3: yeah going
1: back to the fat thing yeah I took well. you
2: from fat girl to now you're you know perfect I built you from all the best parts of all these women I yep. blew
3: up don't think about
1: all <laughs> the STDs that you probably are currently carrying yeah. <laughs> in those parts I know I didn't
3: so when Zoro yeah. knocks his head
2: off and she the big twist ending yep well, and then Zoro is, you know, then um, True. preyed upon by or, you know, killed by his bitches all, you know, they sewn them together into, pool, into yeah, or yeah, melded together, not sewn because it's the experiment yeah. that does it. But <laughs> they're like little Cronenbergs. Body creatures, yeah, like they're just body parts all kind of like oddly put together into like creatures, which is just great. like uh, yeah. Well,
1: you find out yeah. earlier, like when he's, they're in the scene where he's putting all the par- parts together to build her, the build rebuild Elizabeth, is um you see him like take like like a glue version of his concoction and just like smear it on like rubber cement on a body part and just stick it on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> stick it on. Which yeah. I thought was a very fucking cool thing. Like, oh cool, his mixture uh can also be turned like turn into glue piece or something. Like yeah. a paste. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like throw it on there and like the sutures are just for like security so it kind of like kind of made sense how these like why did these girls fuse and she gets stitched together i'm like well actually fun fact about that <laughs> it's actually in the movie so the movie might not explain why he can fit a fucking like a uh, hundred foot yard pull in his fuck pool sorry pole In his fucking basement, but will fucking give you, like, the smallest of details to explain why these fucking bitches... Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) That's what they get referred to. Sorry. That's bad. Uh, Why these hookers get fused together in an icebox, and also how um, Elizabeth herself, going back to the spoiler, is able to piece um or this twist ending, uh jeffrey back together again he actually says the line oh i got all the notes in the back and she even says like hey you kept a lot of extensive notes (laughs) it's like it was pretty easy to do this yeah Um, Yeah, he he documented
2: everything and he told her about it just prior to getting his head knocked off so she's able to create a new body for him to yeah create our big twist ending which i think just puts a cherry on top of everything that has been kind of addressed throughout this movie.
1: The commentary, uh, that,
2: yeah, yeah, and that's that she's used parts of the hookers to, to build a
1: body for for Jeffrey and puts her, his head on it's it. It's like all I uh, had was like the freshest parts were the hookers, and you said yourself it only works with estrogen based body parts.
3: Right, yeah. so. which at first I had forgotten about the estrogen based thing. I thought that yep. was just a throwaway <laughs> line, and I was expecting his body to be on
1: Zorro. Well, she even says in the movie, I couldn't put you on Zorro or right. your old body. But I like that line. She goes first, she goes, I couldn't put you on your old body or even Zorro's body. Like hinting, like I could have put you on a yeah. super muscul- muscular body. I could have had a yep. better man.
2: Like she would have preferred that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For a yeah,
1: brief moment, I was man. like yeah.
3: expecting that. And then they addressed it right away. And I was like, oh, well, I see what they're doing here.
1: on." There's there is a smart part. To well this. played, Frank. Well played. Good job, yeah, buddy. So, yeah, you know,
2: Jeffrey's head is as he's screaming is stuck on you know the body of uh,
1: well, a mannequin.
2: Many, many hookers, <laughs> like
3: well, yeah, mannequin. Well, and, and she uses the <laughs> she, same
2: lines on him that he used on her.
3: Yeah. It's like,
1: yep. Hey, now we can be together. It's better that you're alive than you know dead, right? And
2: she also comments on his boobs. So looking yeah. great. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah she, he gets the whole treatment like in that short gets scene the purple it's nipples a,
1: and everything <laughs> yep oh my god which is uh
2: yeah so i don't know i, I think just like there's a lot of really smart stuff going on the, the, the first like clue that i got in the movie and we didn't mention this scene but there's a, just a throwaway scene where there's some like uh jeffrey i think is working in his laboratory um, in the like the first act of the movie and something is on tv where they're talking about prostitution it's a talk show yeah yeah and there is a um um some like a prostitute or somebody on the talk show and and, like they're actually like talking about like some serious stuff about it
1: well she's a head of a support group or an organization
2: right yeah
1: that's actually called like hooker it's spelled out yeah hooker Hooker, an acronym
2: for hooker that's right And, um, it pretty much is a, like, I felt like that was a hint, like, okay, there's, there's like some really strong subtext right there. That's where we're going to go with this. Uh And it's just like, just put that little kernel there so that you're going to be able to kind of decode the rest of the movie if you want to, because you could totally sit through this movie and just watch it for you know the 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 body parts and the boobs and the, the, the monsters it, yeah. and the absurdity and like and and you don't have to like really dive in deep but i feel like it, it, this is exactly the same as basket case and brain damage they're both just surface enjoyable uh all three of these films they're fun kind of exploitationy um films but i think all three of them also have like a, a really like satisfying subtext to them once you like kind of dissect what's going what's really going on and this one i think might be the strongest of the political kind of subtext that it's got um maybe not political as much as just uh social you know social and um especially about uh drugs prostitution uh and and treatment of women in yeah in society and especially in the sex trade so
3: yeah yeah it's it's uh i agree it, it's got that balance where you can watch it for fun or if you actually want to like see how how absurd these things really are you know here's here's an example in, in this kind of really strange art form because you're right helen lauder does this in in the three films now that we've, we've talked about um where there's well, there's commentary there if you want it but it, it's just an interesting art medium for him like let's take the exploitation genre and actually, you know, up it, you know, turn it up to 11, but then sneak in this, <laughs> this commentary. It's, it's yeah. really an interesting well, it's thing. It's
1: turning women to actual objects, like literally mm-hmm. turning their parts into literal objects. Yeah. <laughs> and it's actually the, the
3: dialogue, too, that really does a good job of kind of painting the picture of what he's really trying to say.
2: Yeah, especially Jeffrey's, like, constant narration and his... Uh... Especially like dur- during the, um, I don't know if you would call it an orgy scene, but like the uh, lead up, the doctor inspection scene, um, which is certainly the most um, kind of exploitative ex- ex- or like comes yeah. from the, the world of softcore 42nd Street pornography films and such. Um,
1: it kind of has a weird that, science
2: vibe to it. Like, yeah, yep. yeah, a little bit with like just the way they're judging the, you know body part like literally judging like down to he's check marking certain parts of women like and he's bouncing nipples and he's like I don't know it just it's it's so well well done over the top that I think it it just really strongly makes a point. But at the same time if that's if you just want to enjoy what it is you enjoy about you know that movie that's all there too. So it's it works on a different I I will say that
1: um, Well they also go ahead Ryan I was just going to say, like, the actress is also, like, a hustler. What do they call them? Play pets or whatever? Penthouse pets? Oh, uh, yeah. No, yeah, uh, Patty some... Mullen yeah. was a yeah, penthouse. penthouse. So, like, kind of, like, there, like, I think this was her last movie. She only did two movies, and this was the last one. But this is the one where she definitely, like, from what I understand, she, she, cares, she likes it. She does a lot of conventions with this. She has a lot of fun with this. But like right mm-hmm. there, you're using somebody who's usually, like it, it, it's funny because it's like the idea of like you're mo- you're you're changing a woman up, but the actress you get is is a fucking, uh, hustler, uh, model. that's <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um. Anyways, what were you gonna say, Joe? Oh, Sorry. I was just
3: gonna say like you know early on in the history of the podcast, we reviewed uh some some. Counterpart films—that was a, a thing that we did for a while in the early ages of the Video Junkie podcast, where we would take two films <laughs> that were related in some way. And two of the very early ones that we did were *Nightbreed* and *Little Monsters*, where *Nightbreed* was kind of the adult <laughs> version of *Little Monsters*, yeah. or vice versa, um, like the kids' version. And I feel like this is that with *Weird Science*. <laughs> yeah. yeah this is essentially yeah, like the, there's a lot of similarities the, the edgy aspect of weird science these are both movies from the late 80s early 90s where it's you know male fantasy and, create the perfect woman
2: very different circumstances obviously but you know and i haven't seen weird science in years but i feel like this one addresses some of those issues and weird science doesn't really it's just kind of oh, like uh-huh, you know wink so wink gross. like yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> this one's actually saying something about it i think i mean it's certainly happening on screen. Well, I That's, mean, but,
1: like, the twist, like, you have now been... Not only were you pursuing the perfect woman, you have now become the perfect woman. Yeah, and,
2: yeah, and you have to you have to take everything that comes along with that as well.
1: Well, yeah. the idea that... I guess, like, I didn't think about this until now we talked about it. Like, the very concept, the fact that he's trying to rea- reanimate somebody who's dead, which is, like, you're not letting her rest like mm-hmm. she's still this thing to you that you want back
3: you're bringing her back for you
1: yeah you're bringing yeah. her back for you and your inability but then again looking at but oh my god but here's a fuck it keeps happening it's going sorry guys <laughs> i'm going down a hole see, bear with see, it's me it's
2: a de- smarter film than it seems like that's why i opened with that fuck, yep. <laughs> it is so
1: but when you i because for a while i kept like when i put down my notes like Why is everyone so fucking supportive of Jeffrey? Like, it's just, it's like, it's alarming. Critical of Elizabeth. Right. Mm -hmm. Everyone is too, like, supportive of Jeffrey. And he's, he, he didn't fucking leave medical school. He got kicked out of three. (laughs) And, like, (laughs) he has no real regards for, like, humanity or human anything. Like the fact that like he which he admits to, right, and it's just one of these like even her it's it's so fucking his oh he's such a fucking gross character, and like it just adds to that whole fucking notion of like you know gross fucking dudes fuck this, yeah. is this well as mo- Ryan, is this movie due uh, for a fucking as, remake
3: as as Ryan starts <laughs> to reevaluate his grade for the film um let's <laughs> well i think to we you, all Aaron. have what, yeah. what are your any final thoughts or uh enough and, and a grade for frankenhooker
2: um i think i pretty much hit on most of what i was thinking about it um i don't know overall this is a hoot it's it's a great movie and it works on so many levels and i think that's what i i really really loved about uh both basket case and uh brain damage especially um but yeah so hen and lauder in my books three for three with this kind of thing like just over overall like an entertaining you know fun funny movie but it has a subtext that is definitely trying you know saying something about the world which is you know really all we could ask and more than we usually get from a movie like this um yeah it's a shame that uh he retired so early again I, I w- would have loved to see more although I, he, has, he has returned to filmmaking in one instance uh, I guess there's another a movie I forget what it's called but um yeah i don't know um i think i've said over and over again most of my points in my uh wrap up here so uh but let's i guess just to, to run down a couple of them it's just a smart film all the exploitation aspects work really well totally enjoyable but it also has a very like strong commentary on like many real world issues like prostitution, the war on drugs, homophobia, religion, uh, extremism, um, also alternative science and like the uh, critic being critical of like the institutions like we said Jeffrey's a, somebody who gets kicked out of medical school but still continues to practice doing surgery on his girlfriend and all this stuff so um just a lot of really like smart, interesting stuff going on in a movie called Frank and hooker. So it's all, all wrapped up in an interesting package. So, um, sure is. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I, I think I would give this one, this is going to like land right with the other two. I think is, uh, I'm going to land at a B plus. I, I think it's, it's not perfect. There's certainly some iffy mannequins and there's some low budget, uh, you know, um, signs that it's a low budget film and some acting issues here and there. But, it's overall a very satisfying watch and I, I i think i'm gonna you know keep going and finish the other two or three of hen and lauder's movies that i've not seen so um probably on the podcast because we all seem to be digging these but uh, yeah b plus for me
3: i'm uh yeah this is a, a movie that as i was watching it i Found out that i realized it was actually saying something more than what i expected it to and honestly the more we've discussed it that's even more points have been brought up Um, you know you you have to make decisions in life that sometimes you don't really know how they're going to play out from that moment forward and this is one of those when i rate (laughs) frankenhooker as an A, Um, I think this i think helen lauder knew exactly what he was doing with this film i think even not not to you know say anything about your critique, but even some of the the, the shoddy effects with mannequins and things I think were totally aware and intentional. I mean just like yeah, in Basket sure. case, he knew he was putting out stop motion animation like that. Yeah. He totally knew it, it yeah. looked that bad. There's no way he couldn't. So there's got there's the <laughs> do you trust that this filmmaker is being lazy or they're actually doing they know what they're doing. And I'm convinced and I don't care if it's head canon. I'm convinced he knew exactly what he was doing with every aspect of this movie. Um, if the dialogue were different, I would feel totally different. But it's just it supports it too much. So yeah, I don't think this movie is for everybody. But oh no, no. <laughs> if it if those other films, if if Brain Damage and and uh, Basket Case were enjoyable to you, give this one a shot and actually pay attention because. It's surprisingly good and surprisingly smart.
2: Yeah. Ryan. I bet this is one that gets better Yeah, Yeah. on rewatch I I too. I think so.
3: Man. Ryan?
1: Um, I mean, I think you guys, uh, you know, put a lot of nails in the disembodied head or drill bits or whatever you have you uh, and your yeah. points. Um, <laughs> I think, like, talking about this movie... Because um, it's still kind of fresh in my head, because I did watch it today. Uh, it definitely made me think more about it, and it probably raised the score for me. Uh, thinking about it, uh, one criticism I also have about it that was uh, pretty big that we didn't bring up was the fact that like this movie's only like an hour and twenty five minutes long, and you don't actually get Frankenhooker until like the fifty minute mark. Mm -hmm. so like it's a lot of jeffrey (laughs) it's and that's like goes back to this whole fucking focus on like this movie isn't really about frankenhooker uh it's about a fucking insane uh sip if you will i believe (laughs) the modern term is called for these types of men like just like that's what it's about this movie's about like just fuck. this just the toxic Uh, views that men have and the objective views of over women and the the control they want over their bodies. And it's just like, fuck, I don't think the, I don't think this is the smartest movie when it comes to the subject. Like I'll give it points for like, at least it is trying to do it. Uh, It could have actually conveyed like this stuff a lot better. It could have focused on it more. It definitely focuses, focuses more on the, exploitation elements i think than more so the smart commentary uh that's my opinion on it i think it could have been a little bit more it could have balanced a little bit better but that's not to say that this movie wasn't fun uh it is fun it's it's once frankenhooker actually comes to life uh i was actually having a lot more fun um and that's why I mean is so sad, is because it happens so late into the movie. Mm. It's like you're already like past two thirds of the movie. It's like the la- it's like the third act essentially. Um, in itself, it's like that would have been kind of fun to explore, like to see her herself actually deal with this idea that like, oh my God, these people all my fucking life have been fucking, like, controlling over me, and now I have this superhuman form. Uh-huh. And, like, I'm going to fucking do what I want. Like, I would have been cool to see some more empowering situations. Like, that would have been great. But what you kind of get is, like, in the last minute, like, she gets, like, the final laugh of, like, hey, I made your body a hooker. Um, and that's one of the big things that I kind of have about it that uh, I, I would have really liked more. Uh, performance out of elizabeth fair. like more elizabeth in this movie i think would have been better um and would have helped more in the commentary uh and that's what that's the problem This that's what makes the movie more so so an exploitation film than a critique on exploitation film that's its flaws in my opinion but that being said i would actually give this movie a b minus it's a lot higher than i think i was going to give it yeah <laughs> uh <laughs> Um, but it like it's not to say that that stuff isn't there. It's just like hey, just could have probably focused on that more, been more. But given more
3: polished or something, sure.
1: Or yeah, but yeah. given like you know, the the time period of it, it being made and like who's back in it, like it's not. I don't think it's actually going to be the fault of the filmmaker, but maybe more so the fault of like the studio and the backers or whatnot that maybe like. Uh, more tits less commentary mm. <laughs> and maybe that's why he retired i don't know so that's where i'm going to leave it <laughs> but
3: yeah I, the, uh, I just wow yeah
2: frankenhooker got yeah. Uh, like a, a b plus average <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah
2: i i think it's worthy i like i think that's that's about where it, it deserves to be especially in the context of you know the video junkyard and what it is we do here so well um, I'd,
3: I'd like to know if that average would change potentially with any insight from any of our listeners what do you think of frankenhooker we kind of walked you through the whole movie but uh definitely check it out because it is streaming on shutter um but feel free to share any of your questions comments criticisms criticisms about video junkyard podcast or of course frankenhooker you can reach us at the video junkyard podcast at gmail.com find us on twitter at video junk pod or on facebook at the main
2: facebook page or the video junkyard podcast group we'd be happy to hear from you the uh, video junkyard podcast now has an official patreon page which you can find at patreon.com slash video junkyard podcast
0: got any money
2: if you like the podcast we hope you'll consider helping out and giving a little bit back to help us keep creating the podcast uh the money collected through patreon only goes back into the podcast and gives us a you know cover costs of production and web hosting um, we obviously appreciate any anything you can give, and there's some cool perks for each tier of support, and can, can, including uh, Video Junkyard Podcast swag, exclusive members-only content, and ability to vote in polls that'll help us decide what movies to watch on the show. So check it out, and uh, we thank you very much for your continued support of the podcast. And speaking of, coming up on the Video Junkyard Podcast, we're going to take a look at um, the in the next couple of weeks, we're going to look at The Long Kiss Goodnight, which is, uh, I believe, an action movie from the, the late 90s that, um, unfortunately, is not talked about enough as it deserves. Um, Ryan, are we watching Shaolin Dynamite or are we watching another movie
1: we we'll are never know it's a um, fucking we'll wild card out, man so, wild yeah card.
2: possibly show, <laughs> a wild card ryan's gonna throw at us also 1990 the bronx warriors coming up uh as well as another audience pick so we did an audience pick this evening thank you brian uh and uh we're gonna do another one uh coming up here in the next month or so so uh all that stuff and more coming up on the video junkyard podcast i hope you will join us again we want to thank you once again for listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast. We hope you enjoyed yourself,
3: and feel free to share around. We're now on, of course, SoundCloud, but also, uh,
2: good God, Eric, how many different services are we on now? <laughs> well, we are, uh, as well as SoundCloud and Stitcher Radio, Podcast Addict, uh, any of the ag- you know podcast aggregates, but as well as Spotify, Apple Music. Um, what is uh, What happened at Google Play? It's now YouTube Music. I think you can find podcasts on there as well, so... Anyway, we're out there. I mean, Do a Google search.
1: Inspired from <laughs> Frankenhooker, we're also going to start OnlyFans. Um, <laughs> It'll be only got, Ryan. Got you got OnlyFans. Say this about you this want a OnlyFans
3: date? You <laughs> got any money? <laughs> got any money? <laughs> got any money, yet. I want to thank you again no. for tuning in. Until next time, this is the Video Junk Air Podcast. I'm Joe Peterson.
1: I'm Eric Branson, And I'm Ryan Slideskull saying... When a man loses his house,
2: he loses everything. On Twitter, at VideoJunkPod, and on Instagram as VideoJunkyardPodcast, all one word. Want to thank you again for listening, and keep digging. Who knows what treasures you'll find in the Video Junkyard.